Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. Colin here, and I'm delighted to welcome you to another episode of the 10 Questions from the Gallant View podcast, the show where we invite a different guest each week to answer their set 10 questions on Rangers. I'm absolutely delighted to introduce this week's guest, joining Rangers as part of the Soonest Revolution. Only spending a season and a half at Ibrox, but still managing to get two trophies under his belt. A formidable centre half in his day who took the odd spelling goals. None other than Graham Roberts. Graham, thanks for coming on. Pleasure, Colin. Pleasure. Looking forward to it. No, oh, looking forward to, to hearing your, your answers. Um <laughs> if you just before we get to the, the set of ten questions, um I listened back to a couple of interviews you've done before and you mentioned a couple of times that you're a bit of a Rangers fan. Is that just for your time at Ibrox or did you always No, no, I was, I was a fan before. Um, came up and watched the League Cup final when Sooness took over uh, and we beat Celtic 2-1. I was up with Richard Goff and Chris Waddle. Um, no, no, we, we like, in, in England, you, you your second team was always a Scottish team or and mine was Rangers. And, uh, yeah, so when I got the phone call from Sue Ness, um, yeah, it wasn't hard to say no. There must have been a bit of a buzz around that time. Obviously, Chris Woods and Terry, but Joe already yeah. been there. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, you know, you could see that it was going the right way. Um, you know, they were behind Celtic at the time when I joined. Um, and then within, I think, three weeks we was above them so uh yeah we went on a great run and uh we ended up winning the the trophy the league and that was what he wanted and uh you know the second year terry broke his leg didn't he so uh, that was a disappointment and uh i think it probably cost us a little bit but i think the success that year then obviously we had the, the break and winning the league before we went on the nine in a row run, but yeah, so much importance putting on put on that first season under Sunis and just yeah. the impact because that was the first win in nine years. 
Yeah, it was. And it it ended up stopping Celtic winning 10. And they did it to Rangers when Rangers went on in one night. Um, you know, it was a, it was a, I think it was, Sunes wanted to stop it. And he was going to do anything in his power to do that. And uh, hopefully, you know, I was a missing link when I came. It, it was a Christmas present. And, um, you know, in them days, it wasn't January transfer windows. It was any time. And uh, he was after me for uh, two, three months and um, finally got me in, in December. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it was it was a good move for me. I really enjoyed it. I loved the club, um, but the atmosphere was amazing, absolutely amazing. And there was a lot of people when I signed outside the stadium, and yeah, they just make you welcome. And you know, great fans, great fans. Good. All in all, fond memories of your time at Rangers, then. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't swap it for anything. You know, uh, the League Cup final when we beat Aberdeen, um, and I was captain on the day. So, you know, I've been very, very lucky in my career. You know, I've won trophies at nearly every club I've been to. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very happy with that. And it was just a shame that it ended. But, yeah, that's life. You get on with it and you move on. And I think um, speaking to a lot of people about um, doing the 10 questions with you, um, I hope you don't mind me saying, but there is no. Um, a good bit of excitement um, because even though you were only there for a season and a half, you're, you're very, you're, you're remembered very fondly, almost like absolute cult hero, um, almost, um, even though it was only, what, 55 games? I think maybe going and goal helped that. <laughs> <laughs> um, twice, one at Selwick Park and one at Ibrox. And uh, no, but I think, you know, the fans appreciated the way I played. Um, I could play football, but I was also tough and, you know, and I was a winner. And I think being a winner was uh, really, really important and, you know, helped us get over the line. Brilliant. So we'll fire straight into the first question. Yeah, go on, mate. We start. Um, all these questions for anybody that comes on, whether it's a player or a fan, something to your interpretation can be from your time at the club or your time yeah. for one Rangers. So, kick us off. What's your favourite of our Rangers goal? Well, I think it's it's never been shown because it was my first season there. Um, the game was called off. I think it was called off on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. It was Motherwell away and we played it on the following Tuesday. And I scored from 40 yards. Um, it was went right in the bottom corner of the the far side where the goalie dived to his right. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a power pack goal. It was just, just the other side of the halfway line and it just bounced right. And I, I, I volleyed it and it just flew into the bottom corner. It was, uh, yeah, it was my best goal for Rangers by far. That was a winner that night. Wasn't it? One nil. Yeah, we won one nil. Yeah. See, it's a, it's a, obviously winning over, um, Went over the season highlights and your games for Rangers. I can't find that goal anywhere. A video of it. No, so that why it was... I don't think it was videoed. I don't think it was TV. It was uh, it was a Tuesday night. It was freezing cold. Um, we went there on the Saturday and it was called off. Uh, the pitch was frozen. Uh, it wasn't much better when we went there on the Tuesday night, but we got the job done. Um, 
yeah, it was uh, it was a screamer of a goal, and that would be the best goal I scored. But nobody's ever seen it unless you went to the game. Typical, the, the one that is known to early. What's it yeah. like as a centre half when you pop up with a, a world daily gap? Yeah, is that a, bit of a shock? Yeah. yeah, not really, because I'd scored a few for Tottenham. Um, you know, playing for Tottenham, I scored 37 odd goals and uh, a few of them from 30 yards. So, uh, yeah, I was quite used to it, I think. But no, it was a uh, when I hit it, I thought, oh, it's going to go close because it just bounced nice and it flew. Um, you know, when you're 40 yards out, you think, oh, the goalie's going to, you know, dive and push that around the post. But he, uh, he got nowhere near it. And, uh, yeah, it was the winner. I think the major thing was it was a winning goal. It was, we won one nil and, uh, that put, I think that put us six points clear of Celtic then. So, uh, yeah. And no long after you you signed, is that right? So that would have been that signed long, in I December. signed on the twenty second of um, December. No, I signed. Sorry, on the twentieth, I think it was ninth, sixteenth, sixteenth of December. First game was the twenty second. The second game was the twenty sixth. I think that's roughly around that. Anyway, I mean, it might have been the twenty second. And we played. I'm just trying to think when we played Celtic. We played Celtic new on the twenty sixth. I think. Boxing Day, and we played Dundee United. My first game was Dundee United at home. We played Dundee United at home, Celtic home, beat them both 2-0, and then went to Motherwell, and it was called off, and then I scored the goal. So, What a first yeah. month uh, to start. Yeah, it was, it was in, you know, but it was momentum, and then I think we went about 1,100 minutes, 1,200 minutes without conceding a goal. So, yeah, it was a few games we didn't concede a goal. And uh, the goal we did concede, the first one, was Hamilton in the Cup. We lost 1-0. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't good, that yeah. one. But... We'll quickly move off of Hamilton. Eh? That's, <laughs> these are your highlights. Um, question number two, Graham. But where's the strangest place you've ever watched the Rangers game? I was in Bali. I was in Bali and uh, Rangers were playing. And, um, well, I went to watch went to the pub to watch the games and Rangers were on. And there was a, few, a couple of Rangers supporters in there. Unbelievable. You would make it up. No, but it was, I was having a holiday and just went down the pub for a drink and uh, the football was on. We was going to go and watch Premier League and they had like three or four TVs in this pub and Rangers were on one of them. So I watched that. It's amazing the, the places you bump any other Rangers fans. Unbelievable. There? Amazing, like I went to Australia and thousands of them. I went to New Zealand, thousands. It's unbelievable. Everywhere I go, there's Rangers fans. I know, I can't get away from but it's um, it's amazing when we look at the even the Rangers supporters club clubs all over the world. There's yeah, some in Dubai, yeah. South Africa, and that and we pop up everywhere. But I suppose it's just the the size of the club. It is. The club's massive, and the the pit the you know the pitiness of it always that. If they could get in the Premier League, then it would be even bigger because the the income and the, the the finances would be much much better. You know, I'm not having a dig at the Scottish League, but it's two teams in the league, and that's it. You know, you see that. Look at Aberdeen. Aberdeen, when they play Rangers, they have three or four players booked. When they play Celtic, nobody gets booked. And so that you know, it's that even when I was there, it was the same. They 
sort of they tried twice as hard against us and they did. Uh, it is a game against Rangers. Yeah. yeah, but all the time. It's not just one team, it's every team does that. You know, but Rangers you have to have the right mentality to play for Rangers and say, well, we know every game's a cup final. So we gotta play to the best we can. And that's what the people the players who go in now, you have to that's how you have to approach each game. We do. You do see a lot of players get caught out with that. The intensity that yeah. that is your cup final um, yeah. every week. And I always remember Kevin Thompson um, leaving Rangers. He got the medals were coming back up and speaking yeah. about. He got so frustrated that he'd play for say Dundee and yeah. he'd leave everything on the pitch at Rangers. But then the week after, it'd be motherwell. It, ah, it was it w- was nowhere near. No, and that's why those clubs. Sort of, we're not gonna. All they're happy about is staying in that league. So you know, I, I know the money's not the best in that league, but it's more than what they would get in Division One, and that's about staying up. So you know, but every time Rangers go to a stadium, it's a cup final, and 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 they try twice. You know, Aberdeen's the world's worst. You know, I've I watched their games this year against Rangers. And they, they're throwing bodies in the way. The week after, they play Celtic and nobody throws a body in the way. Nobody tackles. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. It is really, really embarrassing. And But, you know, that's why the manager at Aberdeen got sacked because he couldn't motivate them for the other games. And at the end of it, you get found out and you get sacked. You know, when Alex Ferguson was there, they wanted to beat everybody and they won the league. These managers now up there, they do you know, it's all about beating Rangers, stopping Rangers. That's what it's all about. It's very small time mentality, isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. And 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 the, uh, you know, he got sacked. He, the, the manager got sacked from Aberdeen because he couldn't motivate him against Hibernian and St. Mirren and and Motherwell and teams like that. But he could when they played Rangers, which is pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Yeah, I can agree with you more, and I'm sure everybody listening feels the exact same way. Um, staying on the kind of the far and wide, um, the next question, Graham, uh, what's your, your best away day or away trip with Rangers, either as a player or if you've been to any away matches? Well, since? I think the best one was when we went to Aberdeen and won the league. Um, you know, we had to go there, we had to get something out of it. Um, it was Celtic were at home to Falkirk. We were, I think we were three, it was two points for a win then. We we were three points clear. And uh, we had to get a point to win the league. Because if they won, we still had a better goal difference than them. And we still had another game the following week against St. Mirren. And they were away to, I can't remember who they were away to the like, next week. Um, and the gaffer was funny, really. He said, like, you know, nobody lose their head today. Go out. And he got sent off after 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great and Terry scored a great goal they equalised just before half time but we held out with 10 men um, got the 1-1 draw and then it came through that Celtic had lost to Falkirk at home and we that was it we were we were there Aberdeen's um, solved a good trip up there um, as, a, as an away trip Um but again, having no won the league in nine years, what was that like? What was the celebrations like? Oh, it was amazing. We sort of, they, they, um, they, they, 
you know, I don't know how many tickets they get when they go to Aberdeen. Is it three or four, five thousand, something like that? There must have been ten thousand outside. And once all the Aberdeen fans had left, they let the Rangers fans in, and we came out and celebrated with them and uh, ran around the pitch. And yeah, it, it was amazing, honestly. And the trip home on the bus, you know, we had a few beers on there and. We were singing and, and going down the road and there was all Rangers fans with their flags out and scarves. And then the following week, St. Mirren, it was a party. And uh, we ended up winning. I think we beat them 1-0, didn't we? And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, we we won the league. I think we won it comfortably. All right, it might have been only two points, three points, whatever. But we won it comfortably and, uh, you know, it was a, it was a great great trip home and we had a great party that night we all went out into glasgow into a bar and which they arranged and uh yeah it was it was a long night <laughs> graham soon is getting off after 20 minutes um it's after telling you to keep his telling everybody to keep their heads mm. uh kind of when you hear the stories as soon as you you do you do think about that that fiery character that yeah. he has. Is that quite typical? But he was a winner. He was a winner, Colin. It was, you know, and I've spoken to him now and I speak to him quite often. And, you know, he wanted winners in the team. Um, sometimes he got carried away with it. But, you know, but he wanted everybody to give 100% for that jersey. And I think being so near the... Um, being so near the 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 final points, maybe it just you know he he, he lost his discipline a little bit. But listen, he was a brilliant player. He was a brilliant player, um, one of the best midfield players I've ever played with. Um, and when you when you, I remember my second game against Southie, him putting his foot on the ball and just standing in the middle of the pitch, and we were two 0 up. We were bollocking him for doing it, but he was showing he's the he's the king of this game, and uh, he was, and uh, yeah. So yeah, it was great to play with him. He apologised afterwards because getting sent off, but everybody was too too happy and joyful to to worry about that. No, absolutely. The the league was league was over. Rangers were champions. That's all that matters in the end. How we got there, it's uh, um, it's all history. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Next question. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen at a Rangers game? Funniest thing? God, Jesus. Um, at, actually, on the pitch? On the pitch or um, just well at, at the stands or whatever in the dugout? Well, uh, I've seen... we When I got booted out of the club, I was... I walked into the dressing room and... Uh, do you remember the kit man, Doddy? Yeah. Right. So Doddy was there. We had a TV in there. So we've come in. We've lost 1 0. Um, Celtic have won the league. And so we sit down, and Doddy comes in, turns the TV on, and it goes, and Rangers lose at home to Aberdeen 1 0. The gaffer came in and put his foot right through the TV. <laughs> They get a new TV after, <laughs> and that's um, quite timely. We were just talking about Sunnis' 
famous for keeping his cool, keeping his temperament. Yeah, yeah he wasn't that day. He wasn't that day. So yeah, he lost his temper and put his foot through the the, the, the TV. Doddy, did he get a rollicking? Uh, how can you bo- bollock Doddy? He was brilliant. <laughs> he was he was the funniest, one of the funniest men ever. He was. He you know, he always. I, I I remember my first game. But he's giving me these shorts. I said I can't wear them. They're too tight. That's all we got. They're the biggest we got, large. I said, no, I can't, I can't wear them. So they gave me a pair of shorts. I think it was about six years old. These white shorts until they had some made. Unbelievable. He was, he was good though. He was good, Daddy. Uh... I tell you a story, funny story that. So when they signed Mo Johnson, yeah, mm-hmm. because Bill McMurdo is a good friend of mine. So he was telling me, he said, uh, he got a phone call. Mo Johnson was at Celtic having a meeting with her. And he came out and they were going to sign him the next day. And soon as rung Bill McMurdo up and said, made him an offer and gave him more, whatever. And Mo Johnson agreed to join Rangers. But he said, look, you need to keep it quiet. So we had Jimmy and uh, Doddy were at the ground on the morning when Mo Johnson was coming in. So Mo Johnson's come in at 6 7 o'clock in the morning, the press conference at 9 30. So they got to hide him. So he's gone, they've hid him in the toilets. So Doddy and Jimmy are walking up the stairs, get to the top of the stairs, and Doddy goes, oh, I'm just going to the toilet. He said, Yeah, Jimmy he went, Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. So they went into the toilet, and he said, Jimmy said to Doddy, uh, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What do you, who do you think we're signing today? He said, uh, oh, Doddy went, don't know, he said, uh, but I hope ain't that Catholic Mo Johnson. <laughs> Mo Johnson's in the toilet. <laughs> 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 and he went out, and then Mo Johnson, they creep. And then Mo Johnson got promoted, like, into, like, with the press, he was shown to the press. And Doddy was stood there, his face was, what? <laughs> oh, he must have wanted to, <coughs> to swallow him up. That must have been mortifying yeah. for him. Yeah, it was. He was all right. He was, but, Soon, I think Mark Falco was a Catholic as well. So it doesn't matter what religion you are. You play for Rangers, you're a Rangers person. So, yeah, that's what it is. I totally agree with you. So, 
just on the subject of players, the next two questions are on your own interpretation of your Rangers players. So, um, who's uh, who's the Rangers player that you didn't rate, but everybody else seemed to love? Oh, geez, um, <laughs> that's a bloody hard one. That is. I thought Derek Ferguson was brilliant. Right, I thought he was a brilliant player. So I'm trying to think somebody that I didn't rate. I rated everybody, to be honest. So it was very. That's a difficult question because you never ever slag your own players off. You know they're all no. good players. Um, I, I think the people that under that didn't really fit in was one was Colin West, um, Chris Woods, uh, not uh, Woodsy. He got the striker. Mickey uh, um, Woods was it? Um, no, no. Was it? It was Wood, Woodsy anyway. Anyway, those two never Neil really, Woods, sorry, Neil Woods, Neil Woods never really fitted in. Um, they played, but you know, it was always McCoyst and Fleck, and um, so I would say. But I think the fans always got behind them and and cheered them. Um, for me, just about they were. A little bit short of what Rangers wanted at the time. So when you're up against the likes of Alan McCoy or even like like Sir Robert Fleck and stuff, um, who could bang on the goals, is it just uh, was it just timing for these two boys, uh, Woods and West? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, how can you leave those two out? They, I think they scored loads and loads of goals that season. Um, you know, uh, it was it was hard for him. Colin was there before me. He's a good friend. Um, you know, he, he, I think he's a good player. Um, but it just wasn't the fix that the, the way we played. You know, you needed a bit, a little bit more pace up front. And, you know, McCoy was always going to score, score goals. Um, so it was hard for those two. It was really, really hard for those two. Another one, Jimmy Phillips was another one. Never really got his chance. Um, you know, Bartram, another one, wasn't it? He, he came in, he was in and out. And so, yeah, there was a few. There was a few that... Uh, but it's the fans, when they played, the fans got behind them. So that was a good thing. It's one of the ones, as you say, like, um, the Rangers, you need to be a winner. And not, not just the winning mentality, but it's a yeah. big club and you're going to be up against yeah. some elite yeah. players, particularly in the 80s and 90s. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, not a, it's not a hang your head in shame if you're not getting in ahead of Alan McCoy. No, no. No, like now it's different, isn't it? Now it's a squad game and mm. you're in one week, you're out next week and it, it's but in them days don't forget I think it was only one sub, wasn't it? It was one sub then. Because mm -hmm. I went in gold, didn't I? I went in gold <laughs> for I, because we never had no another goalie. Yeah. Uh, Change days now you can yeah, yeah near enough field to eleven. Well I think uh, you have you have twenty you can have about ten subs. Nah, it's, it's bizarre. Um so Next question. Um, we call this the Sasa Parpatch Award because yeah. when Parpatch played for Rangers, he was your standard seven out of ten, just done everything quiet. Yeah, yeah. Um, go on with it. So, who's your Rangers unsung hero? And you can't pick Sasa Parpatch. <laughs> I gotta say, the player I love playing with, there was two Davy Cooper and um, Ian Drent. Those two, unbelievable. I'll tell you the one that always gave you seven out of ten, John Brown. Always. 
always, always gave you seven out of ten. Plus, you know, even more sometimes, but never went below seven. Um, I think Durante was like that. Um, David Cooper was a superstar. Uh, you know, he, his, his left foot was the best I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, going on one, I would, I would probably say Ian Durant for me. Durant. And the one Durant, he actually came on as well. And also his biggest regret was his injury. Yeah, as, that's what I was going to say. Once he got injured, it was different. Mm-hmm. You know. And could you see him hit the heights that everybody thought it was like proper yeah. elite player before the injury? Yeah, before he got injured, he would have. I said he was the next superstar at Scotland. He would. I think he would have moved on and probably gone into the Premier League and um, it maybe even further. Um, but he was some player. Oh. Even after the injury, he's in a game. Yeah, he came back. He, he came done back. all right, didn't he? Yeah, he came back. But yeah, it was a bad, bad tackle, wasn't it? So. I know. Um, on Cooper and Durant, they, in terms of how fans nowadays think about them at the time, I think they are quite high profile. Yeah. John Brown is obviously a very well known, famous Rangers player. But yeah. when you think back to the nine in a row era, when you think about centre halves, um, he's not the first name on 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 the list. Then people will talk about Butcher and Goff yourself. Um, yeah. Is that maybe a bit unfair in Brown? Yeah, because he played, when I played, he played in midfield. He played right. centre midfield, yeah. Centre midfield, or he played left back. Um, and he, he'd play anyway. Um, but he was more of a sort of central, old in midfield player. Um, but he was a brilliant player. John Brown was a brilliant player. He And it, and it proved that he stayed there for the nine in a row and, you know, fully deserved it. He, uh, he played centre-half, I think, with um, Goffey, didn't he? So... Aye. Mm-hmm. Walter Smith loved a utility player, didn't he? If you could play yeah. two or three positions, then you were going to gonna be likely to well, get a game Well, that's why I, I did. I, I played, I think I played, the only position I didn't play was centre-forward, which I could have played. Played midfield, right-back, centre-half, in goals, um, everywhere. But, for, for Tottenham, I played every every position on the pitch. Brilliant. Don't make them like they used to anymore. These prima no. donnas picked oh, up position for 12 years. Unbelievable. Uh, so, um, again, this question, all in my open to your own interpretation, but question number seven, What what's your biggest Rangers regret? Um, I think the argument with Sunes, it wasn't an argument. Um... He blamed me for a goal, and uh, I never, I never sort of. Let me just turn the phone. No, no, uh, uh, I, I, all, I said one word, and that one word was it. It was a swear word, begin with B, um, and that was it. That was the end of my career at Rangers. He made my life a misery, trust me. Like travelling to all up the furthest north you can for friendlies, all the way down to Lancaster um, and not being able to play, just sitting on the bench and 
Um, but we 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 cleared the air. We we're good friends now, and uh, he explained why he did it, and I fully understand that. You know, I should have kept my mouth shut, and it wasn't my fault. It was Scott Nisbet's fault for the goal, and I should should have just said, "Yeah, okay, I was captain on the day. I should have took the blame." Looking back, if you didn't have that fallout with soon as you think you would have been at Rangers longer? Yeah, I think so. I think I might have been there for another year or two. Um, it was a gutter. I've got to say, it was really... Um, but he wanted... I think they wanted the money as well to bring in Stevens, Gary Stevens, Tre- Trevor Steven, um, and a few others. So the, the, the half a million pound they got for me helped them do that. So, uh, yeah. It was, I think that was maybe a part of it. But you are, you said you keep in touch now? Or... Yeah, yeah, I've spoken to him a few times, saw him at the ground on Sunday um, at Tottenham, um, doing his commentary and all that. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good, listen, he revolutionised Scottish football. So everybody should be thankful for him for that because otherwise, it would have gone, you know, Rangers wouldn't have been in the position to stop Celtic and and he came there and did it and then moved on, well, stayed there for a couple more years, three more years and then Walter took it over, so yeah, you know, he revolutionised he revolutionized the Scottish well, all Scotland people should should thank him because it's a, it's, it, it was a better league then. No, definitely and the we talked about that a, a lot on not just this podcast, but I know Hart and Hand have done a great series dominant, and it really was that word revolution gets bandied about yeah. too easily. But it's an understatement for what he done um, for for Scottish football in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 you know, and being in Europe, I think helped do that. You know, with England, English teams are out of it because of the ISIL Stadium and. Uh, that out get players up there to play in the in the champ in the well European Cup at the time, and uh, yeah, that's what we wanted, and uh, that's what we did. We were unlucky actually; we should have got to the final that year. Um, we got beat by Stour Bucharest, and we beat them three one at home. But they went through on away goals, didn't they? They beat us two 0 away. So uh, yeah, that was a big disappointment. Was that part of the lure? They come up to Scotland, um, yeah. European football. Yeah. But also, I wanted to play for Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were in my in my blood. Um, like I said, I always supported them. Um, but no, it was nice to be asked, and you know, I couldn't wait to do it once once Tottenham had sold me. Brilliant. So, moving on to uh, happier memories. What's your your favourite Rangers song, Graham? <laughs> I think it was the one I was conducting. <laughs> the sash. I think the sash was the one I was conducting. I think it was. Um, so yeah, I'll go with that one. I think <laughs> that's um, when we talk about cool um, memories and like just iconic moments. It's it's just the Rangers fans and full voice. And I know um, the landscape's changed in terms of the song that we sing nowadays, but just yeah. the Rangers fans and full voice. They're sent a half in goals. We've managed to pull two goals back and just the absolute the noise shit, was unbelievable. The gallusness of you just doing your thing. Um <laughs> the noise was unbelievable, honestly. The the that's the loudest of ever ever noise I've ever played in my life. 
at the end of that game, when we scored that second goal, it was unbelievable. Honestly, it was. It, 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 I thought the roof was going to come off. Surely, like if if you went in goals, you're down to ten men, you're turning nothing down. Surely, you do think it's. No, we never gave up. We never gave up. We got we got a goal. Um, you know, it was a good goal by McCoist. Um, when, when we got the first goal, we thought, okay, we can do this. But straight after, Terry got sent off, didn't he? he it was after McCoy scored. I think it was about 10 minutes after McCoy scored. And uh, we were down to nine men. Then you think, well, we took chances. We played three at the back, Stuart Munro, um, Dave McPherson, I think it was, and uh, one other. And Richard Goff got pushed further forward. And it ended up that Richard Goff was in on the six yard line scoring the, the equaliser. So yeah, it was it was it was good. It was good fun. Um I think if we'd have lost it'd have been a gutter, but it wasn't. And uh I think it goes down as everybody's memory was, you know, the way we came back from two 0 down. Yep, and you orchestrate in the choir. Um, yeah, yeah, I do fair. get that. I do get that a lot. <laughs> I could, I wasn't just a choir master. I could play as well. So <laughs> that's what I say to people. <laughs> um So the penultimate question, Graham: If you could relive one Rangers moment or day in your lifetime, what would it be? I think the when when I lifted the cup in the League Cup, because we were. When we played in the League Cup, we went 1-0, I think we went 1-0 up, 2-1 down. Then we got back to 2-2, then 3-2 down. Just that's a goal David Cooper scored to make it 1-0, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And um, then I won a header at the far post and Flecky scored, made it 3-3. And then going into penalties... It was very, very emotional day that day. It was, um, you know, Aberdeen had a decent side. Um, Alex McLeish and Willie Miller and Peter Nicholas. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up playing with Peter Nicholas at Chelsea when I left. And uh, he left and went to Chelsea. And um, we were room partners and he was telling me a story. We won on penalties. And... Uh, after we picked up the cup, that was the greatest moment for me. Picking up the cup, being captain, picking up the cup in front of all our fans was amazing. Um, I did it for Tottenham with the UEFA Cup. Then I was at Rangers and did it for Rangers. Um, so Peter told me a story. He said he got on the bus, like everybody was on the bus to leave. They've lost, all, all gutted and all heads down. And he walks on the bus Alex McLeish clapped his hands and said, and here comes the player that lost us the cup. He missed a penalty. <laughs> he said, I didn't know what to do. He said, I just put my head down and kept walking. <laughs> oh, what do you say, man? That's, um, oh. <laughs> That's criminal, isn't it? <laughs> and he was like, he just stood there clapping Alex McLeish. <laughs> Absolutely ruthless, by the way. Yeah, ruthless, ruthless, yeah. Oh man, um, being captain on the day, like, yeah. how, how did it come about that you were captain on? Well, it was the week after the Saturday game, and Terry and Chris got sent off, didn't they? 
so they couldn't play. So, uh, yeah, I was made captain and uh, Nicky Walker was in goal. And um, and Richard Goff played centre-half with me. Yeah, first game he played centre-half. And then straight after that, I think Terry broke his leg. So Richard Goff, me and Richard Goff played centre-half for the rest of the season. That's two great centre-halves you had the pleasure they played yeah, with. Yeah, I did. Uh, to be honest, they were both brilliant, brilliant players. Um, my favourite was Terry. Uh, I played with him in England. Um, you knew what you was going to get. You knew... I knew how he was going to play so I could feed off of him. And I think he knew how I was going to play. And that's why when we first went there, we went like... I think it was about... 1200 minutes 1300 minutes that we didn't concede a goal and you just you you grow on that you know you grow on it and it gets you know gets better and uh yeah so uh for me butch was the best i've ever played best center half i ever played with it must have been an absolute laugh for the scottish boys in the training games england v scotland coming up against oh, it you was, it Woods. Was world war world war <laughs> <laughs> on a friday God, tackles going in everything Bad. <laughs> you got a game on a Saturday. On a Friday, you're kicking out out of each other. You didn't want to get beat. Oh, brilliant. Um, we're only the last question then, Graham, and I'm looking for two answers for you. So, if you could go for a drink with one Rangers manager and one Rangers player, past or present, dead or alive, who would you take? I would take Walter Smith. Um, Walter used to live the street up from where I lived when I first went there. And then I moved to Bridge of Allen and I missed that little, we used to go out for meals, the family, like his wife and my wife, and we would have a good meal and chat after, you know, after games or on a Monday or so. And I got to know him really, really well. And uh, lovely, lovely man. Um, then I got burgled and my wife didn't want to stay in the in the bungalow we had and uh so we moved to Bridge of Allen and I miss I did miss that company that Walter and his Ethel gave us when we were there. And uh so yeah that was a he would be the first on my list. I gotta say that my best mate was Davy Cooper. And I would definitely if I could bring him those two back and just go and have a beer with them. You know, Davey wasn't a big drinker. Uh, he'd have a drink, but he wasn't a big drinker. I wasn't a big drinker. and But we would so much fun. I used to room with him. I've got to tell you a story here. So we're in the hotel. I li I'm living in the hotel in Part uh, When That's where Rangers used to have to stay. So I'm living there, and... Uh, He's my room partner. So I have to come out of my room with my wife and the baby, go in with him on match, like nights before matches. So I'm with it. Anyway, after about three or four weeks, he's gone to me, uh, Robert, can you go and get another room? He said, you snore. I said, I don't snore, Davey. I said, he said, you're putting me off my game. I said, you've been bloody man of the match for every game. He went, just do me a favour. Anyway, I've done that. So, Next week, the same. Next week, the same. So I got up. We were playing. I think we were playing Motherwell at home. I got up in the morning. I'm in my own bedroom. They give me another bedroom. 
So I went down, my wife's there with my little end having breakfast, and I said, oh, you all right? She said, uh, she's got the newspaper, <laughs> the daily record. And I said, what's the matter? She said, look at that. The front page of the bloody paper was Rangers start having an affair with Miss Scotland <laughs> nights before games. And I went, what's that? <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, my God, it ain't me. I know it ain't me. <laughs> so I said, well, what's the point? She said, well, you're rooming with David Cooper. You should know who it is. I said, who is it? She said, it's David Cooper. I went, oh, Christ. I said, but I'm not rooming with him. I've got my own room. Oh, yeah. All right. was, you know, <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. You were in bigger heat than Davey? Yeah, I was bigger. Yeah, it was bigger. <laughs> and then I had to prove to her that I had my own room. So, unbelievable. <laughs> Found you right under the bus there. Though, it even did, me right under the bus. So much for the snoring, eh? Uh, yeah, but he's a great lad. Great lad. Yeah. Just Those on two would be the two. Those two would yeah. be the two. And that's what well, is quite a common one that we get with that question. Yeah, um, yeah and... you will, because he was he, he was approachable. Mm -hmm. He was approachable, and he made my life a bit misery before I left. But I still approached him, and yeah, I've been up. I went before he he passed away, which we all miss. I went up, and uh, yeah, I. Um, had good chats with him, and yeah, he was lovely, lovely man. Even, even as a coach, he was um, Graham Graham Sunnis's assistant there. Did they still have that order about him? See yeah. that he just had a presence. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, big time, big time. And because Graham played, didn't he? Mm -hmm. So he was more the voice coming. And when you went in at half time, if you wasn't doing it, you 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 knew he had the voice for it, and. Uh, yeah, it was a bad guy, good guy sometimes, but he became when Sunes played, he became that bad guy. But he wasn't a bad guy. He was a he was a really really nice person. But he, when he said something, it was his voice changed. When if it was all right, his voice wouldn't change. But once it wasn't, it changed, and then you knew you knew you had to buck your ideas up. I don't think um, they can really fault you for your, your two choices there. And I find the big thing when you, you hear stories of both Walter Smith and David Cooper, I absolutely generational greats of what they did, but ultimately just proper gentlemen, just proper good gentlemen. people. Um, and that's, um, you know, that's the mark of the man, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, that's definitely brilliant answer for that. And I love the way to round off the, the 10 questions for him. Um, how was that? Tipped in mem memory lane? Yeah, it was good. I'm I'm up actually. I'm up for the um I've got a few few dinners coming. Well not dinners, Q and A's well, dinners as well. Um I think I've got two in April. So I'm up for the Dundee game first on the first of April. I'm guest of honour at the, the club. And then fourteenth and fifteenth, I think we got our own game that day. Um but the fourteenth, from I think Dunbar, Dun Dunfermline, and then uh, Glasgow on the next night, and then in October, October the sixth, I think we're, we're I'm with Mark Aitley and Mark Waters, so it should be a good good night. So, looking forward I mean, to it. No, brilliant lineup. Um, I'm sure everybody attending will be. Uh, yeah, they they love it. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. I didn't hear what you've got to say, but no, just uh, before I let you go off to, and I, I 
much of your time, but thanks so much for coming on. I, I've loved listening to that. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Pleasure. And then, um, of course, thank you to all the listeners uh, for listening. Um, we'll speak to you again in the next episode of 10 Questions. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.